Hi friends, my name is Eric Barnett and I'm a singer-songwriter from Charleston, South Carolina and you're listening to Songs of the Unsung. Songs of the Unsung is a podcast where I talk to fellow singer-songwriters about their influences, their songs, and their stories. This week my guest is Roger Mindwater. Roger is a singer, a songwriter, a poet, an artist, and a woodworker from Somerville, South Carolina. He embraces a very DIY aesthetic, uh, recording and releasing his own music. In fact, his latest release is coming out today. Uh, You'll hear us joking throughout the podcast about not knowing what day it is. I never know exactly what day these are going to come out. But uh, incidentally, it is out today, Friday, November 4th, and so is Roger's new album. Enjoy my conversation with Roger Mindwater. Thanks for stopping by today, Roger. Yeah, thanks for having me. I first met you over at the Tin Roof. You were playing with Joshua Jarman and Ben Somewhere out there. Yeah. And uh, I'd, I'd gone to see you guys because I just had Ben on the podcast. Yep. And since then had Joshua as well, and, and this completes the hat trick. Yep, so, and now everything is complete in the world. Yeah, man, I'm glad to have you on. Uh, saw you play last at the Blackwater Boogie. Oh yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, you ran ran some good sound. Well, I appreciate that. Unless, uh, it, except for when I have your drum machine muted and oh, you're trying yeah. to turn. You know, I'm an amateur through and through, but I'm, we're all doing our best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, good resources to learn about Roger is. Um, there's a podcast he does with Brian Dales on Craft Conversations. It's on, you know, uh, I saw it on YouTube, but it's on all the streaming platforms. And also, Mary Regan has a really good article in the in the Post and Courier about you as well. So, having done a, a little bit of research, we'll skip all the like the questions everybody always asks. Originally from Indiana, but weren't there too long. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I moved here when I was three. Okay. You know, I've lived Goose Creek, Jedburgh, Somerville, downtown. Right on. You know, various stages in my life. I'm in Somerville now. I've been in Somerville for a while. Okay. But I mostly grew up in Somerville. Uh, I'd I'd heard you say that you are kind of from a musical family. Yeah. um, My mom especially is, she is kind of like classically trained flautist. Oh, wow. And uh, she plays piano and stuff and... Um, and my dad's like a guy, kind of the kind of guy who was in a couple bands when he grew up and stuff, and he still plays guitar and stuff. Cool. In fact, the guitar I play is the one he he had when he was younger. Oh, that's really that's cool. the only guitar I've ever had. Really, he, he just gave it to me when I was leaving for college and uh, showed me a few chords, and that's it. That's awesome, man. We're uh, were they playing a lot of music around the house, records and and whatnot? uh, yeah, records. Yeah, it's not like they were like playing live there music. wasn't there were I mean, family jams right nah but <laughs> yeah a lot of records and i think i got my love for records and stuff from that too. you know i can still remember like listening to, to the who or something oh so they were hip then that's cool yeah i guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was air supply and whitney houston in my oh okay yeah so. yeah yeah i mean if you're listening yeah to there the was who. yes a lot of yes and um yeah the who and stuff i think those are probably the two biggest ones Okay, you're on the right track then. Uh, at some point, piano lessons. Yeah, when I was very small, and I don't know, maybe it was maybe it was a year, and 
didn't take I wasn't really time. into it. Yeah. I mean, I was just a little kid, so. Yeah. <laughs> and then drum lessons. Yeah, and that was kind of the same thing. It was just a little time. But that's how I showed interest in it. And I guess I just, drum lessons are very boring. Yeah. I don't know if you've taken any kind of lessons, but piano is okay. You're playing songs and stuff, but drum right. is just like hit the snare a bunch. <laughs> and then you're like, come on. So did they start you out just like with a snare drum? Uh, I think it was stuff like that, oh, just that super simple, and you read it off the, you know, there's X's <laughs> on instead of notes. Right. Probably all the stuff you wish, like, now you're like, oh, I wish I'd paid attention because, you know. A little bit, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd like to know a little more theory. Just, I don't know, maybe it would help me write a song or something. Yeah, I mean, you would think. I know just enough to be dangerous, and it helps me out of a jam every now and then, but sometimes instinct is... is goes you don't have to know when to break the rules too but yeah yeah definitely um, so it wasn't until you were like 18 started guitar yeah and that's what it was uh when my dad gave me the guitar and i just kind of played a little bit around college and i remember writing some weirdo instrumental songs <laughs> and i can't i don't even remember what they sounded like but um and learning to play a few basic like Radiohead songs or Neutral Milk Hotel. Uh, okay. This, like, and uh, yeah, and I just kind of sort of did it for a while until it was a few years later after I had uh, miserably failed college <laughs> and everything. And I uh, really got more into it and then picked drums back up. Okay. Were, was somebody like playing guitar? Did you have any friends that were playing as well that you could play with? Mm. No, maybe that was it. I was kind of in like a more of like a just kind of a weirdo nerd uh, group or something. <laughs> okay, because I went to I mean I went to like a private school and there weren't many just dudes like like that just who would just maybe smoke weed or something like. There sure, was like, you know. I think you said you were like big into soccer at the time. Yeah, were, yeah, I was more like that. So. You were just kind of popular jock type, huh? <laughs> yeah, so right, popular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're always cheering my name when I walk down the hall. So when did you start writing your own songs? Mm, well, I had those like weird uh, things I had mentioned, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't really. I guess those are songs, but um, it was. Let me think. I mostly played drums for a while. I was really focusing on that at the beginning. It came eat mo the most easily to me. Okay, I can definitely tell listening to like the Blue Ricky recordings. I was like, man, that guy can play. It's not. <laughs> man, I mean, yeah, I thanks. own I own a drum set, but like guys like you and like Joshua Jarman, I was like, they don't just own drum sets. They they know how yeah, to Josh play. Yeah, Josh is them. good too. Did you yeah. play in bands and stuff on drums? Um, I mean, I played. I played with a band called uh, Anodyne. Um, with a guy named uh, Chip Cooley, who's now in Social Void, as a band mm. plays around here, mm -hmm. and that was my first band. I played drums in that band, and that was pretty fun. Um, kind of like a grungy kind of mm. thing, and um, and yeah, so and Chip is a really talented like uh, guy with a lot of ideas and writes a lot of songs. And but I wasn't really writing songs at that point. I was just drumming a lot, mm -hmm. and. Then, then later I played uh, in a band with Chris Bauer. I don't know if you ever met Chris Bauer, but I haven't. I checked. I tried to look that up. Campfield was that band? Yeah, yeah. and he moved away to Oklahoma mm -hmm. 
a year and a half or two ago, but um, we had Campfield as kind of like an on and off thing whenever we happened to live in the same mm -hmm. town, and it started off with just me on drums and him playing guitar, keyboard, and um, yeah, I was just drumming. I wasn't writing. I still wasn't really writing songs, and then um, eventually we started to. What do you think? How did it go? Oh, I yeah. The band kind of morphed for, like I went off to Portland and did solo stuff and, mm -hmm. and got married and like isolated from the world and played <laughs> just all by myself. And then later on, we kind of like restarted the band, mm -hmm. except sometimes we would switch and we played um, half me on drums and half him on drums. And then we'd play our own songs and it all kind of blend together. And um, that band was a lot of fun because it was only really two of us. But we would have other musicians come, like we had a bassist who was there a lot of the time, named Rick uh, Bickerstaff. But then, but then we'd have a violin guy, Mike Williams, and then just all these kind of a rotating cast who would sit in for a couple shows here or there. And sometimes we had a bunch of them. Sometimes it would be like seven guys. That's awesome. Man. And um, yeah, it's kind of the band. And then later, our later shows, we would have little breaks where just someone else entirely would play like three or four songs. Wow. And then we get back to the thing, and then like, we like having a bunch of different things going on. It's like a big, uh, like a circusy kind of thing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of big family, everybody getting... Yeah. Yeah. I like that vibe. What was it that motivated you to move out to Portland? I had started writing songs um, with words. Oh, that, that, that's what it was. I used to write... I used to record and write these songs that were not really songy songs for years. Just sort of ambient instrumentalist yeah, sort of. Like, yeah. Like I would record drums and then add things on top and mm -hmm. stuff. But I had started recording or writing songs with words and they were more like me playing a guitar and and mm -hmm. uh, I was really into Bob Dylan and Woody Guthrie and stuff and that kind of like American like uh kind of thing and I was like I'm gonna go out and play in the coffee shops and live in my car and do that kind of thing mm. and just see what happens you know just like I was ready to just be homeless did you know anybody out in Portland or was it just uh, what, what made you decide on Portland it was at the time it was like 2009 mm -hmm. it had been like the cool place to go for a couple years it wasn't like getting like really it, it didn't become the cliche of cool it was still like it was the before thing portlandia yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was there's something anytime anything ends up being a cliche it does actually start out cool for a while yeah until and, it, until everybody yeah. says like oh i'm just gonna pretend or or what have you yeah. you know and i was part of the problem i moved there so um, yeah it's all i didn't i mean i wasn't <laughs> i wasn't there when it was really cool but yeah. uh yeah i went there but i the only person I knew ended up being uh, my my ex wife, who I knew online and picked mm -hmm. her up on the way there, and then so that interesting that ended up derailing my whole okay. musical uh, aspirations. Okay, I played around a little bit in Portland at open mics and had a couple shows and drummed in a couple bands, but then but then you thought like, oh, if I'm going to make a go of this whole family thing, this probably isn't going to put food on the table. Uh, no, it was more right. like it was a really horrible uh, marriage. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I kept, you know, I kept recording and stuff and writing songs. But. Mm -hmm. Poetry 
came into this at some point. I, I, I can tell that you're approaching songwriting from like sort of a poet's standpoint. You can definitely hear songwriters who are poets. It's a lot of time. It's sort of stream of consciousness. A lot of time it, oh man, I, I can't, I can't make with the metaphors the way that poets can, or, or really, I don't know. I had a, I had a buddy tell me one time when you sing a song, you're just kind of saying what you're thinking about. Yep. I don't know how to put it in that. I don't know how to dress it up in a way that makes it poetic or makes it that. And you definitely do. Oh, so. thanks. <laughs> um, where, where and how and when did poetry come into this whole thing? Um, I, I suppose I always had a natural love of word, wordplay and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I remember the first poems I would really write were just kind of jokes mm. and just like little tiny short things. And it'd be like, I have a pee on my head. So what? Or something, you know, uh -huh. something like real uh -huh. dumb stuff. And, but they'd have like a real dark edge sometimes, you know, like I'm dying and I'm, it, you know, it's just like real, but it's all meant to be like kind of a joke. And I, I just kind of tinkered around with that. And I don't know. I, had journals and I would write them and I would be unable to write just like what's going on in my life. I would end up writing all these metaphors and mm. things. And mm. I always have a problem, but just <laughs> like, like sometimes I'm like, this journal is just going to be what I'm thinking. And I just can't, I'd like get half a page and it's just like all of us. It nonsense. turns into prose. Yeah. Yeah. So now, do you um, read, do you read a lot of poetry? I read I don't read a lot of po I read a lot more um you know fiction. Mhm. Mm but um and nonfiction. But um I've yeah. tried, man. I've I've tried to to cuz I know like everybody's like, "Oh, it's going to make your songwriting better." Or <laughs> I mean, and, and I'll sit there and try and I just I don't know. I've e I even have a buddy that will send me song lyrics or something he's working on and not dis or not connected to the song. I don't I, I would rather hear those lyrics he wrote with the song. Oh, you know the what song, I'm saying? For sure, yeah, definitely. It's it's hard when I get that yeah. to be like, I almost need the music to let me know where you're coming from. Here, yeah, yeah, you know. I, I think know. Um, definitely the if it's meant to be in a song, it's going to be better. <laughs> I mean, it won't work. It doesn't. You can't really read lyrics and be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't. I mean, I read poem. I have poetry books in my house and stuff, but I'm not like always. It's kind of. I don't know. It's. Poets are different, man. Like I do know poets who like they've actually gone to college and like taken poet and yeah. they meet in groups and do readings and man, that's I gotta have a guitar there <laughs> or it's I can't be that open and exposed. You know, I started to do a, a monthly open mics um, mm. around Charleston. There, there's a free verse uh, festival. Is like the, kind of the name of the the people that do it. And they had like, it's all around. They a different month. It's every a different spot, and they'll be like, sometimes there's like like a hundred people there, mm. not reading, but if it's a common house, it works. Right, bam, and then yeah. um, yeah, you just get up there and there's nothing there. You know, you just yeah, it's but um, I will say playing music first has definitely helped uh, with doing that. Sure, yeah. yeah, I, I, I when I first moved to town here, I 
although I'd played plenty of gigs in front of people, it was generally at least a few people in that audience that I knew, which would help me out. So I had a bit of stage fright when I moved to town. And I, when I hear other people be like, oh, I'm scared to death of public speaking. I'm like, you know, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I can't imagine trying to be up there and, oh man, words are so naked on their own. It is hard to get, well, I don't know if it's hard, but it's something I had to, to think about. Mm. I like, I mean, I wouldn't say it's hard because I like doing it. And it's like, which is figuring out a way to say it so it's interesting. And like, you kind of do the same thing when you sing. You kind of like the yeah, melody, but, but you got but, the melody and stuff. It, sure. It, so when you're, it's like, it's real rhythmic and. But you can hide bad lyrics in a good song. Oh, for sure. But when they're, <laughs> when they're out there oh, on their yeah, own. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. I've, I've seen, I've seen poetry readings that have moved me and I've seen some that are pretty cringy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, Oof. that I, tr I have trouble just in my own lyric writing being a, uh, I'm a tough editor of myself mm -hmm. and uh, I hold myself probably more accountable than I should a lot of the time where I'll, I'll put a lyric down and I'll be like, oh, this belongs on the back of a high school notebook, not in a song I'm trying to sing. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but you know, I'm like, I've been listening to a lot of 50s rock and roll lately mm. and a lot of those lyrics are just like, <laughs> I love you so much or whatever. Oh yeah. And it's great. Well, how many of cares, the Beatles you know? hits were had the word love in it? Yeah, like, they, <laughs> like half of them at the right. beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's a good song, it's it's a good song. You know? Have you always been, well, I'm pretty sure you've always been kind of recording your own music, haven't you? Yeah. Um, Was that born out of necessity or out of like, I want to be the one that does it or? It was at the beginning, the recording and the, songwriting were like together mm. it was kind of like i had these ideas in my head and i was probably mostly alone too it was a sure. time where i was just in my life where i was mostly just alone and i've always had that uh, uh tendency to just like when i was in my 20s especially it's just like i just chill forever alone mm. and um it's fine and I would make a bunch of music and it'd be like, I would lay some drum, I'd be having like an idea in my head for a week or something walking around. Mm -hmm. Like the song is kind of like this kind of feeling and shape or something. And then I would work on like a drum part for a while and then record it. And then I would add stuff. Nice. Like, cause I'd already had the image of what it was going to be. And mm -hmm. I'd be like, the guitars are kind of here and whatever. What, do you have like an old four track or what were you recording um, on? At the beginning I was, I was just using a um a digital uh, workstation thing. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Like an all-in-one. Gotcha. Yeah, and I just had one mic. I had like a condenser mic, and it worked all right. I didn't really know anything about. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the I didn't ever had training in the um production on the you know engineering compression side, and all yeah, that. And yeah. So I was just kind of just guessing the whole time, and <laughs> I mean I listened back to that stuff, and it's all right. I mean I'm kind of amazed it sounds as decent as it does. I had a buddy when I was in, might have been back as far as junior high, that I was trying to join their band. Like it was who I considered to be cool. And they had guitars and they like let me play bass and everything. And he lent me a four track recorder, like the old cassette tape one. And I monkeyed mm -hmm. around with that for a while. And that really got my love of it. And I tried to actually go to college and learn recording. I think I learned just enough to ruin it. <laughs> Because things like compression, things like effects, mm 
if you don't know what you're doing, it can go bad. So yeah. sometimes when I listen to some of these guys who are are home recordists and they really don't know what to do necessarily and they're kind of just going by instinct and they're going by hearing, man, I would rather listen to a recording where somebody didn't know compression existed so they didn't put a bad compression on. For sure, yeah. You know? And I, I feel like... I feel like I I should have had less knowledge at the beginning, I guess. And you went. just knew enough to use the stuff badly. Yeah, right? I, I knew enough to ruin it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm sure, that, I mean, if I went back and I listened to those things, I'm sure I could pick out a million things. But, I mean, they sound fine. I like just, I like how that sounds, and that's enough. I'm not too picky on fidelity or things like that. I was listening to your your catalog and and starting out there's a lot have you heard like the real real early back like before like long before like loser oh uh, like yeah that. what's that well i've heard the album that loser's on and there's some folky kind of stuff a little bit kind of like freak folk or like acid folk they kind of yeah. call it uh there might have been one. Was it Stereopathic Soul Manure? Is that the one where it's? <laughs> oh kinda... yeah, I never heard. Of, I know that name. Yeah. Oh man, like yeah. it, it sort of reminded like your your earlier stuff kind of reminded me of like that really early Beck or huh. there's like a even even kind of uh, all the way up to I think the record is I have it here. How could I forget? I think how could I forget actually made a pretty big turn fidelity wise for your yeah. recordings but up to it it kind of reminded me of like are you ever listened to like animal collective or yeah. something where it's the first record i definitely can hear the bob dylan in there because it's yeah. it's a guitar and it's a harmonica and yeah. it, but then there's like this and that's this, actually probably right in the middle of my discography yeah I, i'd never heard the 2007 i'm, I'm and, in the process of um uploading one every month or so okay on instagram cool. i was kind of just dumping all these albums on people <laughs> <laughs> i got and, you. um yeah but anyway but yeah i could th there's definitely a, i can hear a bob dylan but there's a there's like a a different element to it one that's like a little more mountain goats ever heard of them I was yeah the mountain goats for sure um what else was i mean i've always listened to like loud guitar music too so that's always going to be in somewhere in that sure. guitar yeah yeah there's a, a lot of things i listen and i don't really love like slick production it's fine i can mm -hmm. appreciate it i don't know how to do it and i wish i did just so you just i could you, they, you but learn yeah a few steps and then you do them and then but but it, as far boring <laughs> i always enjoy when something has a little bit of of an edge to it a mm -hmm. little bit of a like yeah, a little crunchiness to it and and yeah, man, I could tell like kind of what you were going for, and I, I really enjoyed it, especially uh, in the couple records after that when sort of ambience started coming into into play. Yeah. Maybe some like, uh, did you incorporate some kind of like field recordings into a few things? Yeah, I love field recordings. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the new one I have coming out, or I don't know when this podcast comes out, but maybe it's already out. And uh, <laughs> it has a lot of uh, that ambience and stuff. I've kind of like that first album on Music is Dead, which is uh, yeah. on the streaming right now. That was kind of like ground zero of no nothing extra added. And I've slowly kind of eased mm. back into the style I did 
way my start. But now I'm singing lyrics and stuff. It's kind of a funny. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've always noticed, and even in my own stuff, like you, you never try to repeat what you did before, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Well, now I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to do this." But then sometimes you go back and go, well, "I kind of miss doing that a little bit." <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what it was. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, there, there's a, there was a point where, right when I put on that, uh, how could I forget record, I was like, "Oh, like he upgraded either the." way he was recording or he started spending a lot more time like the drums sounded really nice and i was like yeah oh there's definitely a a fidelity turn on this one the same microphone same (laughs) really i just had a different idea okay i wanted to well also that was a post divorce album okay so i was definitely like well let's switch something and um i wanted to make an album that anyone could just like a random guy or 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 girl on the street could be, listen to it and be like, oh yeah, okay, that's music. Try to go and, for something a little more accessible. Yeah, because yeah. in the past I've just when I go back and forth on that kind of thing, but mm. sometimes I'm just like I don't give a shit. And right. then, but at that moment I was like I want to just make something that's easy. And you know the first couple songs are just like just have a hook right there, and then I hadn't really done that in a while. Maybe ever. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that was the first record I really tried to hook it up. It still seems like there's a I hate to use I hate to use the word indie because people use it like it's a genre and not just a thing <laughs> that is an independent person doing a thing. Yeah, but it's it, all weird. But to throw up like the air quotes in in by saying indie, I mean like maybe like a pavement vibe or a or even like a sort of a there's like early flaming lips vibe I oh, get yeah. in some things like as them. well where no, it's like, yeah. yeah where it's like you know it's folk but it's got a little it's got a little bit of that psychedelic sort of skew to it mm-hmm. you know where it's through like oh maybe I'm not going to give you the the easiest I'll put it through a little bit of a yeah. psychedelic lens here we'll tilt the camera a little yeah. bit you know I think when I was making that album I had this idea of I like constructing a whole album you know like mm-hmm. as a thing and it was like this sort of the songs kind of all just constantly drifting off into like this dream kind of feeling and then snapping back into like because like when you're walking around in your day-to-day you'll be lost in your thoughts and stuff and then all of a sudden you're like well i'm walking in my backyard and and that and i I would that would happen to me and i was like oh i can do a song thing like this Mm -hmm. because i don't know why but (laughs) (laughs) so having all these come out on streaming when Mm -hmm. they were kind of lost when you initially made these kind of where did how did they exist were they a physical copy or yeah were they up on the internet or how did they exist like 2007 there was no way to just upload your stuff to the streaming yeah course. that wasn't a thing yet but I, there was um the big thing then was like uh those um sharing websites like mediafire and uh oh yeah i forget all the names of them i like i used to have, hang out online with music people mm. and um like music listening people music nerds you might say <laughs> and then uh um i would upload my stuff and then some of those people would listen to it and then some other people made music too and it was kind of a little funny little online scene thing but nice. i would make yeah i make cd cases and i think the first couple albums didn't have anything except them 
the uh, digital. Mm-hmm. But then I started to make, you know, I, some of them would be like the jewel case and I would make the inserts and print yeah. them out and the whole thing. And some of them I'd just be like a piece of cardboard with a paper. Or... I tried. I There was a, I was in one band where we actually paid to have them like professionally made and everything. Yeah. And I was honestly too poor at the time to be doing that sort of thing <laughs> and went like so much in debt doing that. And then after that, I was like, I got to figure out how to make this stuff more manageable because mm-hmm. I'm poor. So we were doing the burning the CD and then you're always figuring out like, oh, how do I make it so I don't have to like cut things out and slip it in a jewel case and all that. So we tried, I was in a, like an ambient group. It was ambient instrumental music oh, that yeah. we did like lots of delay pedals and cool. looping and things. So that crowd, you can kind of do a little bit different stuff and they'll be like, oh yeah, we're into it. You know? Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the stuff. Like the, my earlier stuff was more of that in that vein mm-hmm. too. So, and it was just that kind of crowd of people who would listen to it. And there were a lot of labels who were just, it was kind of like a lot of times, just like a guy in his garage. He'd be like, Oh, can I put a thing of yours on my label? Uh, Yeah. "Yeah." So you record a thing and send it Uh to him. And you did that too. Yeah, I did a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, that stuff doesn't exist anymore. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Maybe you just have to be young. I got to figure out how to log back into MySpace, and it does. <laughs> yeah, got to update my top whatever. <laughs> yeah, top. that was that was in the days of MySpace, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I was never really on there. But um, yeah, L- Laughing Dog. That's kind of just your. <laughs> yeah, I just made it up. Your own little label. Some, I have my books. Like uh, I do a publishing thing on through some website, and I just named the thing Laughing Dog, and so it's mm-hmm. kind of. Oh, that's cool. Because dogs look like they're laughing sometimes. <laughs> What are you still recording on the same, uh, the same all-in-one that you used to do, or how, what are you recording on these days? These days, it switched a few times. These mm-hmm. days, I have the luxury of being in Blue Ricky with a bandmate who has a bunch of money, and <laughs> I am the house that the band practices at. Okay, and there's just drum mics, and there's mics, and um, I can just have whatever I want. And there's like a sixteen. I think it's 16 channel like um scarlet uh, interface oh yeah uh, or 12 but um yeah so i can just do whatever i want that works and um let me think is that the bass player who owns has all that stuff yeah yep yeah scott yeah but yeah, ben, ben was talking you, about how you guys record yeah i haven't actually recorded a, an album with all the drums and stuff um with all that gear though like the this last one i recorded I did use a lot of mics, but there was it was mostly a it's mostly a guitar mm-hmm. uh, folk thing. Like I had a room where I think I had five um, inputs for just me playing guitar and singing. Wow, well, there was just a a dry one on my vo- voice and one on the guitar, mm-hmm. and then I had a second microphone right here that was going into an amp. Okay, with some reverb on my voice. Mm-hmm. And then I had a guitar going into an amp with whatever effects I was. It's all the same reverb. And then, um, so I had those two mics on the amps, mm-hmm. and then the extra just out in the the room. Uh-huh. I have like a little room. Yeah. And so that's cool. I think it, it came out really well because it sound you can hear them all combine, and you, the the room you get the feeling of it. It's nice when you can sort of get a sound right off the bat instead of having to go, mm-hmm. yeah, in like a 
Pro Tools or what exactly. have you and add some sort of dumb fake reverb. Mm-hmm. It's nice when you can, I, I recorded uh, a friend of mine who kind of had that sort of thing going where we ran a, we ran a microphone into a vocal microphone into an amp. I love spring reverb where it was getting like, he was getting the reverb off the amp and you can sort of just blend it all together. Yeah. And nothing really happened in the mix that didn't happen in the room. It was just kind of the way you blend it together. It's very organic that way. Yeah. Yeah. I That's what it was. And, and it was so it's such minimal effort to get like this tracks are does have this base of the guitar and voice yeah and i added ornamentation around it but that base is just like it was instantly sounding good i didn't even do anything very and cool so i mean i tweaked it a little bit in the end but it was just nice to have that instantly like wow I, I, it's the vibe it's at least gonna sound good this at right. least this good <laughs> you know it you didn't you didn't have to manufacture a vibe it was yeah there. it was just yeah. there that's good that's the new record yeah, that's um called Black Mountain, and uh, it's November fourth. I don't know what day today is. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> um, you want to play us something off of that? Yeah, sure. I'll play um this song called Raven Cliff Ridge, um, and all the songs were named after uh, spots, uh, actual places on the map. So, yeah, Raven Cliff Ridge. Awesome, man. You ask me how I'm doing I can't find the words I lost them wandering the places you never heard My name's the same But I'm not the one you used to know I've been living in the places no one goes Shivering in a burnt out house Treetops glistening from the ground Yeah, I was listening to the sound But I couldn't figure anything out Please, yeah, you're moving me out Against the sky And it's hard to say See me standing a thousand miles away In your mirror after you go to sleep Remember this, I'm not always this way Ah, the earth keeps spinning, it's just a passing fate Straight into the river's ice Over my head 
into my eyes Yeah, I wander everywhere outside Inside I'm flooded, nowhere to hide Please, yeah, you're moving me It's hard to say, hard to say, hard to say. to say Hard to say Hard to say Hard to say Nice, man. Thank you. So everything on the album is named after a place. Uh, so that's sort of the, the theme? Yeah, and it's because I went on a hiking or camping trip, hmm. um, hiking and camping, last, well, two years ago. And that's why I'm doing it November 4th, because that's the exact two-year two year anniversary. Oh, cool. I just got lucky. And... um um, I was, I did it by myself and I was kind of in not too good of a spot. Um, like, you know, I was real sad mm. and shit. And, um, but it was a real, like really nice trip. And I hiked there. I hiked all day. I did this trail and, you know, I, hiked, was up, I hiked up a mountain called Black Mountain. And then you know, oh, cool. it was up in the North Carolina mountains. Oh, very cool, man. How, how far did you hike? I went a long way because um, I had a plan and I had a map for all the trails and I did the plan and I was like, well, I have all this time left and I kept adding bits and I was like, I want to see this waterfall and I'm going to do this and I ended up just, you know, coming back right as the night was coming back to my campsite and I think it was like 22 miles or wow. something. It was just like a big long and I saw a person, you know, every couple hours maybe. It, just at an intersection maybe there'd be a biker or something. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was it was really nice, and I would I was recording ideas into my phone, you know, with, um, and I'd use some of the recordings on the album. Oh, and, that's um, cool. Some some of the yeah, like I'd be walking down the trail, and you can hear my footstep, and and, uh, and I'm saying things into the phone, and field recordings of uh, the uh, streams and waterfalls and things are in there too. Oh, that's awesome. Birds, yeah, a lot of field recordings. I'm excited to hear that record, man. Thanks. Yeah. So I remember you talking with Brian Dales a little bit and granted this was three years ago. A lot of mm -hmm. things happened in three years, but you were, he was talking to you about your notion of physical copies of, of what have you of a recording. I know you've done a split cassette tape. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And, uh, 
I know at the time you were talking about, oh, maybe flash drives are the way to go. And yeah. Brian Dales was like, oh, you got to have something to sell. Are flash drives, what's the way to, what's, what do uh, we do? What? I don't think flash, I think, I think records are the way to go actually for physical music medium because you're just all in on the physical side of it. Mm-hmm. If you want to listen to the digital, it sounds just as good as a CD or something like that. So mm-hmm. if you, you can listen to digital, you know, sometimes I listen to the Spotify version of a record I own. It doesn't sound as good, but you know. yeah, <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, I'm for all just, if people want to buy something, sure, they're going to buy a record. I'm mainly, I mainly listen to music off of Apple music and that's for convenience because yeah. I can't have a record player in my car. I don't, oh at the, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I'd probably skip a lot in Charleston, but I, I listen to off my phone a lot. And that's just the way it's come. There's nothing like sitting down and putting a, a record on mm-hmm. just because not just the fidelity of it, but the fact that you're committing to a record. Yeah. There's something in that. Yeah. And also buying it too. Yeah. Which I've reconnected with. I used to have, uh, like I, I used to buy a bunch of CDs and records when I was younger and stuff. And, and I, like more recently started collecting records again. I got like a new turntable and, I rediscovered that that thing when you buy something and you know you, there's a more of a relationship with it. You've participated a little yeah, bit. And yeah, and then you kind of give it more of a chance or you yeah. just you I mean and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean maybe there's something cool in the music I just wasn't going to listen for if I just streamed it for a couple seconds. Right. And um the yeah. unfortunate part about streaming is it's it's just there's a skip button and you yeah, can skip so to the easy. next thing. And it, it kind of, it, it makes your brain go the same way that scrolling Instagram and Facebook does. It's like, okay, next, next, next. Yeah, I know. And sometimes you, I'm sure <laughs> you'll be like, well, do I listen to this guy or no, I'll listen to her. No, I'll listen to that band. No, I'm okay. That band's good. All right. No, wait. And you're, then you can, <laughs> you're paralyzed by <laughs> limitless possibilities. Yeah. But yeah, when you, I do like, I do like going to, and seeing a band and walking away with something like I haven't had a record player in a while because moving here to Charleston, it just got lost in the move, but I have bought, you know, when I've seen concerts, if they're, if they have a, a record, I will buy it and, and take it home and say, you know, the, at least, at least this is a, a, this is a physical thing of theirs, you know, one day, yeah, one day, <laughs> I just got to get yeah. a turntable again. <laughs> Are you a, uh, so you're kind of an album person more so than yeah. a singles person? Um I Yeah, I mean I, I like singles too and especially more recently I've I really like the idea of just some hot singles, you know. Yeah. In fact, I have kind of an idea or I've been working on songs that I'm going to just have some project where it's just just singles and singles, like fun kind of rock music and just Okay. Have some fun recordings and singles. And the nice part about a single is you're not locked into like if you tried to make an album that spanned all these different genres and went all over the place, it kind of wouldn't be cohesive. Yeah. But when you can do singles, you can kind of just do whatever and put just a thing in. Low pressure and stuff. Yeah. And like yeah. I said, I was list- I've been listening to a lot of old rock and roll, and that was all singles. And right. There's something about just like that one, like two minute, three minute thing, and then you just put everything into it and. Yeah, it's it's uh, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, they were meant to just kind of stand alone. Yeah, but I always like 
you know, sitting down listening to an album. So writing, you, you do some writing as well. Um, mm-hmm. You talked about on Brian's podcast, A Few Good Places. Is that a, I, I went looking for it. I couldn't find it. And is that available? It's right here. It's right you here. You want one? <laughs> yeah, I'll buy one off well, I'll just, uh, um, I keep a couple in here. Oh yeah, I got them both. I keep a couple of poetry books in my guitar case, and yeah, a few good places. I guess this one was not out at the time. Um, oh, very cool. They cut up the big tree because that one did come out later. And um, my poetry books. I'm working on a new one. Uh, not like, in, not very um focused on it right at the moment. But mm-hmm. It's kind of like mostly done, and and um, so it's uh. I had this idea because um, I was wondering why most poetry sucks. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it does, and um, <laughs> and you just and I, I think I know why most poetry sucks, except unless it just sucks like flat out, right? Like, right. But um, um, it's because it's so much of it is about I did this, I feel this way. That's mm. about I walk down the street, I have my boyfriend or my, it's so much like, listen to my emotions, how I feel, even if they connected back to the, like the world somehow. Sure. It's like always like, it's something about I, and then, so I have this idea of, um, the book's gonna be called um, Other People, and all the poems are just about other people. And some of them are made up, and some of them are, some maybe someone I just encounter for a minute uh-huh. at the store, or, you know, like I have this one idea that is for um, uh, a poem that's kind of half written about a guy who likes to go around and buy empty lots in the city because I've always liked to see an empty lot, you know, just like green trees and stuff mm-hmm. right in the middle of uh, suburban junk and like this idea of a guy who just drives around and buys them all and keeps them that way. <laughs> Instead of somebody who's like, I see a... I see an Ikea and a Starbucks or a parking lot. Somebody who's like, no, I don't see that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, other people, I don't know. We'll see. It's fun anyway. So do you have, when you play gigs, do you have these books with you? That... Yeah, I always just keep a couple of poetry books at my uh, music shows. There you go. That's, that's something people can buy. There you go, merch. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't have shirts and uh, I don't have eye patches or anything like that. Yeah, I... I've always felt weird about shirts, man. I because I just have such a normal name. Like, who wants a shirt with my name on it? That's just yeah. weird. Like, if I was a band, well, I think uh, like Dan Riley got a, he has the bear right or yeah. a lightning bolt. So yeah. even though his name is like uh, just a regular name, no yeah. offense, Dan, but um, name's really regular. And but yeah. you got the bear, and that's cool because for sure, for sure, it's something. I don't know. And uh, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just too hard on myself, <laughs> but. Yeah, I just I'm not a real big merch guy, but like in Blue Ricky Ben, uh, thank God he is because well not God, I'm, thank somebody, and um, <laughs> thank Ben because he thanks Ben because he does all his work make, uh, doing merch and stuff. Scott too, but um, and I'm just all the Blue Ricky merch is really cool. And like, uh, sometimes there are bands and it's just a band name, but then there are some people that have figured out how to take that and like brandalize it <laughs> yeah but it, it's not like in a it's, yeah in like a capitalist way but it's it figured out how to take that thing and 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 attach it to a visual aesthetic that 
Makes sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And that's, um, yeah, Ben's great at that. And I have maybe a fear of capitalism or something. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but <sighs> I'm always like, every, it's. I'm bad at business. I yeah, think it's, that's I think what it's it is. that. I'm just man. bad at business. And I'm too generous or too, I'm like, ah, I'll just do it for free. Or, you know, right? musicians who try to get paid hate me. And, uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> yep. But whatever. The, you know, there is something that I often wonder, especially when I'm talking to folks on this podcast. And I was kind of thinking about this when I was listening to your songs and looking at your albums and seeing like that they're that you're putting them on band camp and such and i wonder like i've had folks in here that i've been talking to and they're like oh man i've written this song and i just i'd love it if this artist heard this song and played my song and when th th that person would say that i would think like my songs are so personal like i can't even imagine anybody else singing my songs or oh, yeah. and and everybody has sort of a different a different way to define success in their own medium. Mm -hmm. And I, and I'm listening to your music and I'm like, it's very, it's very your own as far as the sound is concerned. And while there may be a song every now and then I was like, Oh, I could hear like maybe somebody else playing that, but it would definitely be them covering that. You know what I mean? Not anybody really making it their own. Like what, in in terms of your music, what is your what would you say would make you a success? Like, what's your metric for success? Um, yeah, that's a good uh, question. And um, yeah, you I think you can set it however you like. I think, and um, I mean, it's kind of different phases because you make the thing and then you release it, and mm. so up until the release point if I can listen to it and be like, this is, you know, and put it on for enjoyment and I'll yeah. do that. I'll make something and I'll listen to it because I like it. And sometimes I'll listen to it a bunch and then never again for like five <laughs> years. <Of> <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I could put on the uh, my new album right now and just be like, man, this is good music and have fun listening to it. And then also being satisfied with how sure. I, but um, later on it's, um, I just kind of just take what I can get because it doesn't take much though, because if I'm out playing a show and there's like one person that comes up and says, you were really good and I like the song, this one song or something like yeah. that, and like, I win. I've always thought of that, like in, in at least in terms of my own stuff, like my perfect album is one that I can walk away with knowing that i did everything i set out to do yeah and, and i want to make i want i want to make records for me like mm -hmm. i don't i don't write a song with the thought of a hit or a single or a yeah yeah and, and th at least that's my own approach and and there's music is so mm -hmm. art in general is so broad that there's room for all of oh, it oh yeah and i've definitely tried different levels of trying to do that where you sure you want people to and like if i'm writing songs for blue ricky i'm like i'm write songs that well what i do is i write songs and then they get funneled into different okay yeah. so it'd be like this song is really gonna get people like amped up and it's high energy and stuff it's a blue ricky it's song. a blue ricky and so yeah. so it's like and you know right i know right away when i start writing it which one's gonna be but it's like 
I've really developed a sense of what songs are going to do for people listening. And I used to kind of just, whatever I had, that was it. And, <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, now I'm at the point where I have multiple solo projects. And it's wow. <laughs> just because I wanted to do different things with it. So it's just fun, really. I'm just kind of playing around. Yeah, I, I've always, I've always, it's not like I'm holding myself to a high standard or what have you. I just feel like if I was giving in to trying to make something i don't know radio friendly or whatever the popular thing would be i would i would immediately call myself out for it you know i wouldn't feel right about doing that would but, you want to listen to your own song if it was like that you know would you put it on and, and i don't think it'd ever get all the way out like if i start a song and it starts down that route it gets it gets shut down uh, yeah okay. i don't know i I'd oh, probably so mean the actual the writing of the song the writing rather. of the song oh, okay. yeah uh, but I mean, at the same time, a little validation is nice, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And there's a few songs like, um, I know people react to and they'll maybe old songs or something. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, I was at the bogey the other day and there's that campfire thing. And mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to play this song. Cause I know it's like It'll the, do well, the yeah. kind of song that yeah. people are like, wee, it's fun. And then yeah, it worked. Well, and that's good. You know? Mm hmm. Yeah, you were talking about sometimes you'd write a song and, and you would say, "Well, this is where this song goes. This is a this solo project, or this is blue yeah. right here." Um, when you write songs, do you sit down and say, "I'm going to write a song right now," or is it more of kind of in your everyday life? You kind of just hear a song kind of sneak by, and it's you're like, most, "Oh, I'm going to go grab that." Mostly that, yeah. and uh, although. Sometimes if there's been like a day where it's like an intense day, mm. you, know, you know, emotionally or something, mm -hmm. and and I'll just be, I I typically play guitar every day, just mm -hmm. in the evening. I'll be it'll be about that time, or I'll be like, I gotta, you know, I know I'm gonna write a song or something mm -hmm. like that. But usually, and those are quick songs. Usually, mm -hmm. usually it's like I'm just walking around, maybe in the morning, I get like opening up the tr work truck i'm like whoa the th and something and i have like a little snippet and it's usually like a melody line it's like a it's like one little kind of fully formed line mm -hmm. of singing of words and it maybe get changed over time but and then i just kind of tease it out and work it all out and sometimes they die and <laughs> but um yeah and it's usually i'm just working on well usually there'll be like one i'm really thinking about and there'll be a few kind of lying around like two thirds done is it is it a lot of singing stuff into the phone yeah my mm -hmm. phone's full of just <laughs> 15 seconds uh you know as a poet though do some start on the page and then do some start as a poem oh, and then yeah, end as right. a song so yeah there is some like that yeah because i use the um I use the phone for the uh the notes uh sure. poetry too so there's all i have all the notes in there okay and sometimes it was two things. Sometimes, uh, like if I get stuck, and I just want some, I'll just flip through and I'll see a, a line, and then I think I, I've heard people say they do that before. And um, sometimes, though, the whole song is really just lifted from a poem, mm. and that that's, and I'll kind of change the poem a little bit to fit mm. the song and stuff. And, sure, um, fit the form. And yeah, that's kind of rare, but sometimes I do it. When the one thing that I wish I had taken a little bit of of writing in in college and even in in high school when it was offered 
the one thing I do wish that I at least, you were talking about it'd be nice to have the theory. Yeah. I think it would be nice, at least for my own benefit, to have sort of the theory of poetry. To have something where, okay, if, if I'm sitting down at a blank piece of paper and I have a pencil, I'd like to at least know a few little tricks to get something rolling to get that to get that pencil moving and i i know nothing oh yeah, yeah you know that's tricky poet yeah and i don't know what they teach in poetry class at <laughs> all but um the, the tricky thing about poetry is it's it's just words and anyone can just write some words down and yeah but i the poetry and the songwriting come very much from the same sort of place mm. it's just it's again the filtering it yeah. just happens at a, like a higher sure. poetry or song. And you start with a phrase or an idea, yeah, and, and you're like, okay, this there's water in this well, and then you, yeah, and oh, the, yeah, yeah, and the top is dry, or whatever, and that, that starts to be a poem, mm. and then just depending on whatever poetic phase or mood I'm in, like sometimes I'll just play around with the the formatting of it. Just okay. Sometimes I'll just try to write a real fast stream of consciousness poem. Or, now, when the songs start to stack up. And and the albums come out of it, mm -hmm. and uh, like like your latest record. I mean, a lot of your records are what I would even think is like a concept album. It's like a it, it's cohesive. There's there's kind of a theme. This latest mm -hmm. one, it's all yeah. Kind of. Do you kind of say I'm going to get in that headspace for a moment? Yeah, totally. And I I like it a lot whenever I'm recording an album because, um. Or like I was saying, a lot of my earlier stuff I would write as I recorded, mm -hmm. and then I started writing songs, and now it's kind of the, both. Like I'll have songs, but then I'll definitely develop a lot as I'm recording it. Right, and it's a whole. I get very focused on it, and I'll just be thinking about it all day for however long it takes to do the thing, and and it's yeah. And then like I'm emerged from recording this last one recently, and it's it's it's. Just like you're just walking around now, like okay, what you know, what's next? And at some point, just kind of the album sort of reveals itself. Yeah, and you're like, okay, I've cracked the code now. I know where I'm going to go with this. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, it's like that. Yeah, there's always a um a sort of a, a moment or something where it's like this one's going to be about this or this is the idea behind it. And um, yeah, definitely. Now I I realize that some of the songs end up being Blue Ricky songs. But do you have um, songwriters that you look up to to the point where you you can start a song and go, well, that kind of reminds me of this songwriter, and then you kind of channel that person for a minute, or is it all is is it all through Roger? Yeah, uh, I copy like everybody. <laughs> I'm serious. I it's just like, but I just have maybe just more influences than people because I listen to a bunch of music, mm -hmm. but. It's so often I'm I'm starting a song with another song in mind. Okay, like, a, but they they come out completely different. Sure, sure. It's one of those where I mean I could tell people like, oh, well, you know, this is my Tom Petty song, and they'll listen. They'll go, well, that doesn't sound. No, right. no. But to <laughs> yeah. me, it, to me, I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, I stole it. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's uh, like eventually, just by maybe the very first idea for the song came from some. Some song I just usually it's a song I'm just obsessed with at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like sort of copy it, but then I just develop it enough so it's it doesn't resemble it a lot. And by then there's other ideas that have come into and stuff. 
Who are your favorite songwriters? Um, well, I have been listening to a lot. Of, I, I like Bob Dylan just with the easy answer. Sure. Yeah. And recently I have been listening to him again. He kind of comes and goes. Kind of what phase? Yeah. Um, right now I like the, I've been kind of mining around in the, the unreleased early folk stuff. Okay. Like uh, that bootleg series and, um, you know, where they released the old things yeah. that weren't on yeah. the albums and just the real, real young stuff where he was still, he still had that like zest for uh, <laughs> something uh, and, you know. He had some fun, yeah. Yeah. And um, I like um, the guy who does, um, the songwriter Guided by Voices, Robert Pollard. Yeah. And he just like writes like thousands of songs and just, right. but he just writes whatever he feels and the song could be like a little 45 second folk chunk or it could be like a rock song that changes halfway into and just whatever and then another modern guy I like is kurt vile who is like a um kind of mm. folk folk rock kind of guy and mm -hmm. he's a lot of finger picking and real laid back uh songwriting um yeah this is like my main maybe maybe main three that i can think of okay if now you said sometimes you'll be like obsessed with a song for yeah. a are there any songs and you can name a few but are there any songs that, that have been just a constant obsession as long as you can remember <laughs> are there songs where you like man if i could write that song that'd be uh, it for me yeah um i wouldn't be that uh fatalistic about it <laughs> or i don't know if that's even the word to use but <laughs> there's definitely songs that like i'm like man that i and i've thought for years and years that mm -hmm. this is just an amazing thing and i don't know even how they did it and mm -hmm. and having wrote a bunch of songs myself sometimes i'm still like how did they do that you got any good examples for some reason kate bush springs to mind and like okay some of her the songs on Dr the dreaming and hounds of love just like i don't even know <laughs> what she was doing and right right it's fantastic <laughs> I only learned Hounds of Love through who's that band that covered it? Oh yeah, yeah. But that song too, that's like it's just really deceptively simple, but it's just Oh yeah. Man. And she did it almost all herself too in yeah. the studio. Just bam. I do that with Tom Waits songs a lot. I'm obsessed with Tom Waits. And every yeah. now and then I'll I'll like break down even lyrically like one of his songs. And if you like just print the lyrics out on a page and you look at it and you go <laughs> How did he do that? Like, how did that become number one? How did all those words end up together? And how does it somehow make sense? Mm -hmm. And how does it make me feel feelings? Those words. And yeah. Yeah, he's really good. That's that's a code to crack, you mm -hmm. know? And sometimes the the answer is there is no answer. Sometimes it's <laughs> the yeah. way you deliver it, you know? Yeah, it, personally, I've like I've kind of over the years gravitated towards trying to write the way I would talk and then sing it to people. Like I'm mm. trying to sing like, hi, I'm singing at you, not right. at you, but you right. Know. And so it's really like easy to communicate that way. It's, Cause sometimes the, the people will warp the sentences to fit the rhyme or something. And I'm like, you don't talk like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I love it. And, and I need to figure out how I, I tend to be rhymey rhymey. And it gets to the point where I'm like, oh, I need to not do that. Mm -hmm. Or I love it when somebody can do a thing where, like, let's say they do rhyme two lines, but the second time they sing the line, the line that rhymes isn't the last word of the line. Ooh, yeah. 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 Like, if something, 
something went down and then he's like came around two. you know that's good <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean yep. i i gotta figure mm-hmm. out how to do more of that like, well, i like i've loved hip-hop too so and oh, i'll have yeah. like real happy phases where i'm i'm really into the and that those are times when i write a lot of lyrics okay the, yeah just the the way they all fit together and you know. well when you hear something and, you, and it, it it kind of reassures you like hey man you can do that and you're yeah. like you're like i can do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and that is actually one great thing about most hip-hop is like it has that spirit to it yeah where they're like i'm i'm doing it He's like f you i'm gonna yeah. do that yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm going there yeah so um so being kind of an a, a guy that enjoys albums what are there are there any albums that are kind of your go-to um i mean i have albums i i would call my favorite you know yeah but um like if someone asked me what my favorite album was it'll be can tago mago which um it's like a german uh psych rock band okay in the early 70s but um it's just really far out crazy okay. stuff and then also you know um i mean i love highway 61 revisited that just because i'm already thinking about him but yeah. um um you just pick out albums out of nowhere how do you even do that yeah, I mean, you'll and I mean, when I was a kid, I would have said Operation Ivy Energy, like when I was a, in high school, because mm-hmm. that album was just like uh, blew my mind, you know. And um, when I was a little older, I would have said like Kid A, Radiohead, mm-hmm. and because uh, I was really in the Radiohead, and that album too, especially was like that was <laughs> when I heard that, that was the kind of the thing where I'm like, how do they, how do they do this music? For and, me, Radiohead was like, I remember, I remember like the Bends coming out. And being like, oh, this is the guitar album for oh, yeah. me. And then like, okay, computer came out and you're like, oh wow, now they're doing that. So you did it as they Oh, it oh. was as it went. Well, I and, I got lucky and I bought the bins first. Uh-huh. And I went in order. So I at least kinda got that. Sure. Yeah. And then I bought Hail of the Thief when it came out. So okay. I was sorta on the train, but but yeah, yeah, that would have been th- cool to do it. Oh, I, yeah, I got it as it was coming. And then you had like before the Kid A album and, and yeah, all the it was weird, all the fake weird yeah. stuff they were putting out. And then all of a sudden, Kid A hits, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> because you know, you thought you had them pinned down. Yeah, you you thought like there was a point in time where it was just like Oasis is the new Beatles, and then there's a minute you're like, wait a minute. Maybe Radiohead's Radio the new Ed. Beatles. Yeah, and then and then they come out with Kid A, and you're like, you know. In a way, still is. Radiohead is definitely the new Beatles. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and man, Amnesia gets a lot of hate. I love that record. Right now, that that's my (laughs) go-to. Yeah, I I was kind of listening to them again Mm -hmm. a few months ago, and that's my most played one right now. I just remember listening like, and I'm I'm such I'm a liner note guy. Yeah, and I'm also a headphone active listener. Like I'm not a background, put it on, lift weights to it or whatever yeah. guy. I'm like a, I'm sitting here in a dark room and like when like spinning plates comes on oh, and yeah, it's obviously yeah. just something backwards. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, there's so many parts. Yeah, how do yeah, you do it? That's yeah. a yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Radiohead's a good one for that. Yeah. What are your what are you thinking about what's the future of the music you're going to make? I know this uh this next one you're kind of bringing back elements of like the the ambience, the field recordings, the kind of folk uh no drums on this one. But what's There's a little bit of drums. A little bit of drums. But it was okay. not, you know, not uh based around them. Gotcha. Gotcha. Not groove driven or right. what have you. Yeah. Uh 
what are you thinking about for the future? What's the, you got plans and schemes? I have another album almost uh, written. Um, and that makes me sound really cool, but it's only because I took makes a, you sound very cool. a long time to record <laughs> this Black Mountain. And the songs are two years old. And I, you know, it just took a while because I did other stuff in between. And, yeah. But, and I was, so I've been writing other songs and then they're more drum driven, like uh, more kind of towards the, how do I, for, how did I forget? What's that album called? How did I forget? Yeah. How that did kind you of forget like, what that album was uh, called? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that kind of uh, folk rock uh, with uh, psychedelic, uh, noisy junk or whatever, you know. Very cool. I mean, I'm excited to I'm excited to see what you have going out. I'm glad you came over here and I got to know you a little better. Yeah, uh, that was fun. Got the the next album coming out November fourth. I don't know exactly when this podcast is going to hit, but definitely go to. I mean, you can hear it on Spotify and Apple Music and all those things, and Roger will get a fraction of a penny. Or what you should actually do is go to Bandcamp, yeah, and and donate as put as much money as you think that is worth. It's you at can least pay whatever you want. It's actually, at least so twenty dollars. Pay hundreds of dollars if you yeah, like. Hundreds even. And if you see him live, be sure you tip you heavily. Tip heavily <laughs> and 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 buy some of these poetry books. Cause, oh yeah, because he's got a lot of he's got a lot of lines in the water. <laughs> I'm always surprised how people like poetry. Like it seems like a something no one cares about, and then yeah, it that I get a lot of um, a surprise. Like I get a lot of gratitude from the reactions to the poetry stuff. It's blows my mind every time. Yeah. Excellent. It's it's always nice to know that your people are out there. Yeah. You might not think they're your people when you're sitting up there playing and people are just sitting there and then afterwards they'll come up and say, Hey, I was yeah. into that. For real. Please, if you're if you're there and you're seeing a local musician of any yeah. type, if you're into anything, go tell them. Yeah, they'll it'll make their day. That's it. All right, man. Uh got one more tune you want to leave us with? Yeah, this one is a new one. <clears throat> that um is part of this batch of newer songs and um it is about uh falling in love really and it's about it's called breathing underwater so all right i'm gonna play it all right thanks for dropping by today man all right yeah thanks for having me Beautiful noise through this big world. I heard a voice through the wind swirl. It wasn't a dream, it was my dream, girl. I fell in a river and I couldn't feel better. I fell in a love lake and I couldn't be wetter.
Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Roger Mindwater. His new album, Black Mountain, came out today on all streaming platforms. But be sure to head over to Bandcamp and send some money his way. Um, a lot of work goes into putting out these records, and we want to make sure artists are getting paid for the, for the art they're putting out. Thanks for listening to Songs of the Unsung. Once again, my name is Eric Barnett. Uh, visit Songs of the Unsung on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, songsoftheunsung.com. We'll see you next time.